Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast, helping you win more sales and deliver awesome presentations. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Questions, questions, to cut a long story short. Do you remember that? Spandau Ballet, many, many years ago. Great song. And that line, questions, questions. Uh, I think the actual song was called Cut a Long Story Short. So uh, why am I trying to prove that I'm a singer? Well, I'm not a singer, am I? (laughs) Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is all about questions, questions. So thank you for joining me for the Sales and Presentation Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee, and this is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to enhance their sales skills and techniques and become confident and effective presenters and speakers. And a big shout out to all of you, because um, as I'm recording this, the all-time plays have got up to 963. Wow. (laughs) I thought no one would ever listen to this. Everybody, you know, but it's great. So thank you very much for all of you who are listening to the podcast and do tell your friends about it. And and, and if you could leave a review at any point, if you enjoy it, then that would be great. You can do that on your podcast app, on iTunes, all that sort of stuff. So... um, that would be that would be really fantastic and uh by the time this goes out to you you're listening to it and then hopefully we will have gone past a thousand plays so that would be terrific now so in today's show it's all about questions questions so why is that so important to sales why do we need a whole podcast on questions questions well i remember you know years ago when i was employing lots of sales people back in the media days and uh you would ask people who came for the job, you might say, oh, why should I give you this job then? And uh, it's amazing how many of them said, oh, I've got the gift of the gab. I can talk the hind legs off a donkey, all that sort of stuff. But things have changed, haven't they? And sales skills now are really very different to what they were back in those days. And probably one of the most important key skills, maybe some people would say the most important key skill is the ability to ask questions. And really good questions as well, not just the sort of questions that you ought to know the answer to. Like, oh, so uh, so what does your business do then? I mean, if you have to ask that question, you haven't done your research. That's not a great question. So more, more around questions about the challenges that people face, the problems that they have, that sort of thing would be, would be really good. So in this episode, going to give you some thoughts and ideas as to why questions are important to your business and why you should be looking at them. So let's do that. So three types of questions, really. A lot of businesses, if you look at their websites, have FAQs, frequently asked questions. But usually they're the ones that the customers ask, not the ones that you as the business asks of your customer. So I came across something recently where there was a suggestion that you should have three things on your website to do with questions. Number one is the FAQs from your customers, the usual sort of stuff, where they can find that information because... As we've often said in other podcasts, around 70% of people, are, are, it's now reckoned, are doing their research, making decisions about which company to buy from before they make any contact. So if they can't find the answers to the questions that they want before they make that decision. So in other words, if they go to your website or they look you up on your you know social media profiles and the questions that they want to f- find the answers to aren't there then there's a danger that they'll say oh well I won't bother with this company and I'll go somewhere else 
They could, of course, you know, get hold of you and say, look, I've got a few questions I want to ask you. But we've got to make it easy, haven't we, these days for people to buy from us. So, you know, have you got some questions on your website that customers might ask you, some some FAQ, so to speak? But then also what you need to do in preparation for when the customer does make contact with you is to prepare your own FAQs that you're going to ask the customer. And these are the sort of things that can really give you a great steer on the way that the customer wants to go. You can get some great information back from them and it can really help you to, you know, move that conversation along, move it towards concluding with a sale for you, hopefully. The third thing that um, you might want to include when you talk about questions are the ones that um, not so much questions, but concerns, customer concerns. Do you have those on your website? Do you have a little section that says, you know, these are the sort of things that people were concerned about before they bought from us? Because most people have concerns, don't they? And of course, if you're making a decision about whether to, you know, go ahead with the product or service from that particular company, i.e. your company, and you've got a few concerns, but you can't find the answer to those concerns on the website or they're not being addressed, then that, that might put you off as well. And some people would say, well, you know, you should, do you have your prices on there? Because people will always say, how much is it? You know, <laughs> who's going to buy anything from you without saying how much is it? Apparently, there are three reasons why most businesses still don't want to put prices on their website. Number one is that their pricing structure is too complicated to put on their website because it could be there's tons and tons of different ways of pricing, apparently, especially if you're doing services. So that's number one. Number two is that they, they're worried that their competitors will find out uh, what their prices are. Well, you know, in answer to both those questions, if your price structure is too complicated to put on your website, then <laughs> is it too complicated to put in a proposal to a customer? Is that going to put them off anyway if you kind of say, well, it's difficult to give you a price? Um, and, you know, frankly, if your competitors want to find out what prices, you, you know, what prices you've got, they're going to find that out, aren't they? They're going to give you a call. They're going to pretend to be a customer. Surely. Isn't that what you do? It's what I would do. And the third reason why, uh, why businesses don't put their prices on their website is because apparently it will put customers off. <laughs> OK, so, you know, you're going to put them off and people will say, well, you know, I can explain it better. You know, I can justify it. Well, if you can, you not do that on your website anyway. So if your service is 500 quid and that's going to put me off, then is it better to put me off now before I, you know, before you even waste any time having a conversation with me? I don't know. Up to you to decide. So those are some of the questions that, you know, that people might ask. So let's have a think about how to handle questions and the technique to use. So you've got an opportunity to ask a question. And as I said a few, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, try not to ask the obvious ones. Because if you are asking obvious questions of a potential customer, then that kind of shows you haven't done your homework. You've not actually brought anything to the table. You've not, you've not invested in this conversation. If you have to ask me obvious things, then that's not great. That's not great anymore. So... Ask me some really good questions that'll get me talking and give you some really interesting answers that you can work with in terms of the way you want to try and steer me towards your product or service. So there are four four bits to answer, uh, asking a question, really. The first one is to ask it in the first place. So you need to do that. <laughs> the second thing is listen to the answer. Now, if there's ever a more obvious thing to say when someone's asking a question, it's listen to the answer. But are we good at listening to answers? Well, I'm not sure we are. 
Uh, you think about it. What happens when someone starts to answer your question? What's going through your mind? Well, I'll tell you what might be going through your mind. You might be thinking, right, what's the next question I need to ask? And then as they start relaying the answer to you, you're starting to think, oh, that's good. That's really interesting. I could turn that into a sales pitch. Yeah, they could buy that for me to cover that. So you're not fully focused on the response. And this is often, ladies and gentlemen, where sales go astray, simply because you haven't concentrated on the answer and therefore you've missed the opportunity. Uh, in the podcast we did about the crops model, which we'll do again at some point. You remember the five steps of the crops model, the uh, the sales model that I like, you know, I use the conversation, the relationship, and then number three, the opportunity. And if you remember in that podcast, it was the opportunity which often is the one that businesses, you know, miss out on. And if you miss the opportunity, you never got a chance to take it to step number four, which is the proposal or pitch, and there it'll never get to number five, which is the sale. So think about very carefully, you know, listening to the answer. Uh, the next part of the, of the question technique is don't interrupt. Any of you listening to this podcast, any good at interrupting? <laughs> when I do a workshop and I ask, OK, hands up who thinks they might possibly be just a tad of an interrupter. Goodness me. We're all interrupters, aren't we? We're really good at interrupting. We don't mean to do it, I don't think. But we can't help ourselves, can we? Someone's given us the answer to a question. What do we do? We step in and finish it off for them. <laughs> <laughs> or someone's talking about something and we want to show how knowledgeable we are on that subject. So what do we do? We step in and we interrupt them and start adding to their answer as well. So you've got to work really hard, ladies and gentlemen, on not interrupting. It's really, you know, it is tricky, but practice it. Practice it at home. <laughs> you know, see what sort of response you get when you don't interrupt your, uh, your, you know, your, your family or friends. You know, they might, they might spot it. Ask them how good you are at interrupting. <laughs> Do that. So ask the question. Listen to the answer. Don't interrupt someone who's giving you the answer. Now, there is one opportunity when you can interrupt. And that's if someone is going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, and several minutes later, they still haven't answered the question. Then I think you are entitled to interrupt. But don't do it in the first 10, 15, 20 seconds of their answer. Give them a chance to answer the question. And then number four, the most important step really, is this confirmation and clarification. There's far too much assumptions made in business. And this is where things go wrong. Because, you know, I've asked you a question. I've listened to the answer. I didn't interrupt you. I've made a few notes. And then I say, OK, that's great. I've got all the information I need. I'll come back to you with a proposal. So I go back to you with the proposal and you say, oh, Trevor, uh, sorry, but that's not really what I was looking for. I didn't, you know, that was not quite what I wanted. And you're thinking, ah, OK, so how on earth did I get that so wrong? Well, that's because you didn't clarify and confirm. So my favourite way of doing this is simply when someone's answered a question I've asked. So I'd say, OK, so just so I've got this right, uh, am, I, am I right in thinking that what you're telling me is da 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 Yeah? So do that. Do that confirmation because it's better to get it, you know, if, it is, if your interpretation is wrong, get it wrong then because you've still got the person with you to put it right. If it's wrong when you send them a proposal, then they're going to come back and say, oh, Trevor, um, sorry, but you haven't quite got this, you know, what we wanted. And then you're kind of doing another proposal and, oh, it's just a bit awkward then, isn't it? And you're losing momentum. You remember how important momentum is to sales. So, yeah, get that right. So there we go. That's, there's the question technique then. So ask the question, listen to the answer, don't interrupt, clarify and confirm 
and then you've got make sure you've got all the information right. So that's it, really, ladies and gentlemen. On questions, questions. Oh, I tell you what, I was going to share with you. Yeah, years ago, I came across somebody who said it was the best question you could possibly ask somebody. So, what do you think to this question? So they were they were saying that you know they couldn't possibly get past a gatekeeper, they couldn't get a meeting, all that sort of stuff. And the question that they came up with is, what needs to happen for you to meet with me? Okay, or what needs to happen for you? to buy my product or service? It's quite a direct question, isn't it? But at the time, somebody thought that was a really good question. So if you come across a really great question that works for you, then bank it as your star question. Add it to the list of FAQs that you're going to ask your customers. But wait, you know, get the appropriate moment when you need to ask it. You don't necessarily play your star question first up because you might not need to use it. Okay, so, you know, look at think about what is your star question? And I mentioned a meeting there, and that just gives me a final prompt for this for this uh, podcast today. But uh, to get all the questions you need, you know, you need me to set up an appointment. You want to talk to somebody. And uh, one of the little things that I came across, and I can't remember where I came across this now, but it seems a little good idea, is that uh, the psychology of timing when you're asking for an appointment to come and see somebody or get them on the phone. So try this, see what happens. Instead of saying, can I come and see you at three o'clock on Wednesday? Say, can I come and see you at 2.50 on Wednesday? Or 10.20, not half past 10. Why is this? Well, I can't remember where I saw this now. I really should be better at these uh, at remembering where I see, the, saw the, see these things, shouldn't I have seen these things? Um, but psychology apparently is that if you want a meeting at 3 o'clock, the immediate thing that goes through the person's mind who's giving you the meeting is you're going to be there till 4 o'clock. If it's half 10, you're going to be there for at least half an hour. If it's 10 to 3, you're going to be there for 10 minutes. And of course, you probably aren't. You're going to go on a bit longer. So try that. See whether it works for you. Okay, so that's the. I hope you found the, some tips and ideas in this podcast on questions really useful and that they will help you with your sales conversations going forward. So don't forget, have a look at your website, have a look at your FAQs, just check them as well because a lot of people put FAQs on the website when they get a new website and they don't bother to update them. So check yours. Is it easy for people to follow? Have you got some FAQs on there that you want to ask the customer? Because that can be really useful as well. And have you got your customer concerns on there? You know, your top three things that put people off or they think get put off by. Can you address them in advance? Maybe in a video format, that'd be really handy, wouldn't it? So anyway, there we go. That's the end of the podcast for this uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are new to the podcast, then please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. And if you're a regular listener, it would be great if you could leave a review. That'd be really awesome. Now, we are heading rapidly towards 2019. So have you got your sales plans in place? Have you been thinking about what you're going to do next year in terms of re, you know, sales revenues and all that sort of stuff? So, well, if you want some help, then give me a shout because, you know, I can come in and I can be part of your sales meeting or if you're going big on a sales conference and I can throw some ideas in the pot for you and challenge maybe your current thinking. And, you know, sometimes having that third party involvement can make a, you know, can be really, really useful. So do consider that. Um, you can get hold of me. Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk if you want me to do that or you can give me a call here's my number don't often put this out on the podcast 07785 
390717. You can find all the information on the Trevely Media website. If you'd like to come on the show, because in 2019, I really want to up the game on this podcast and I want to get more, I want to get people on the show. I want to do, you know, the sort of interview techniques and get people on the show to share their thoughts and ideas because that seems to be the way to grow, you know, to grow your audience and get some real great uh, content in there. So if you if you've got a top tip for growing sales that you'd like to share on this show in an audio format, then drop me a line, podcast at trevelemedia.co.uk. We'll fix that up and we'll get something done uh, in readiness for the, the start of 2019. So there we go. That's the end of another podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media.